Hey everybody, I'm Greg Potters and welcome to the albumreview.net podcast. Thank you to all the loyal listeners out there. Your feedback is much appreciated and it helps me to always improve. So today is my 16th podcast episode and going to going to turn up the volume a little bit on this one. It's it's been a little over 3 weeks since my last episode, so thanks for sticking with me. Life outside albumreview.net got a little busy but I'm excited to share this album with you. So today I'm gonna be reviewing the famed thrash metal band Metallica's third studio release, my favorite Metallica album, Master of Puppets. Now, I originally did this review last year, 2020, and you can find the written review in the review section of my website, but today I wanted to talk to you about my experiences, not only reviewing this album, but also touch upon the subject of war and how I looked at war in 1986 when I first heard this record and how I look at it today while I've been living a little. But before I get started, I wanted to remind you that you can listen to all of my podcast album reviews by going to albumreview.net and clicking on the podcast tab. You can also read over 30 written reviews and pick up some merchandise from your favorite band, including really strong quality hard cases for your mobile phone. Uh, I've got them available for both iPhones and Androids, plus t-shirts, albums, of course, not only the ones that I review, but some other recommendations. Sound systems, come on, you gotta have something besides just your phone and a Bluetooth speaker, right? Uh, And then my most recent addition, the bookstore. So have you guys ever wanted to learn more about your favorite musician or band that you can't find on Google or Reddit? Go to albumreview.net, click on the store tab where you can get a copy of a lot of different autobiographies from artists such as Aerosmith, Slash from Guns N' Roses. I have the definitive biography of Eddie Van Halen, Eric Clapton, Anthony Kiedis from Red Hot Chili Peppers, and many more. All right, you ready? Let's get going. This is a review of Metallica's 1986 release, the ever-classic Master of Puppets. Metallica is a four-piece band originally out of Los Angeles who relocated to the San Francisco Bay Area. Forming in 1981, Metallica is best known for defining what really would be later called thrash metal. Since, uh, since the mid to late 1970s, heavy metal music had already been present in the underground and popular music scene for a few years at least. I, I think heavy metal can be considered sort of a mixture of punk and even classical and jazz music all sort of mixed into one. But typically with a higher volume of musicianship and technical uh, chord progressions than its predecessor genre, punk. Before the release of their third studio album, Metallica was really an up-and-coming thrash metal band playing hard and fast metal for fans to... Uh, You know that uh, motion, swinging their necks, banging their heads, throwing up their fists in a repetitive motion. Uh, When they released Master of Puppets in 1986, the band really pushed the limits of musicianship, in my opinion. And I think a lot would agree with me. 
they, they brought heavy metal and thrash metal to the forefront, requiring technical musicians outside the genre to really start to pay attention to heavy metal and admit that this band, Metallica, knew how to play their instruments. Recorded in Copenhagen, or Copenhagen, Denmark, this album starts off with a surprising classical guitar that's likely confused most people the first time they listened. The, the presence of a classical guitar perhaps convinced listeners that they, they'd accidentally purchased a Spanish guitar compilation album or something. Before one can be convinced, though, a train jumps out of the speakers going 700 miles an hour, waking you up from whatever relaxed state you were just in. The opening track, Battery, gives you a progressively faster beat that builds and builds and builds until rhythm guitarist and lead singer James Hetfield's vocals come out of nowhere. This song quickly forces the listener to pay attention. You have no choice at this point. And Metallica is doing everything they can to get you to pay attention. What's different about Master of Puppets compared to other metal albums I think it, it, it's not its speed, but but its writing, the lyrics. Uh, it's it's also its technical skills and its message about global paranoia. A avoiding, I think, uh, other metal cliches with songs that discuss, you know, banging your fists in the air. Master explores the topic really of abuse of power with a ton of war references on this album. It was really the first record that made me think deeper about the meaning of war. Uh, war is presented, I think, as a necessary evil, or it was, I think, in my household. And it was good guys versus the bad guys. And we, of course, were always the good guys. Master of Puppets really made me consider there are other points of view in the world about war. And it never brought me to one conclusion or opinion. It just simply got me thinking. So the title track to this album is likely the strongest piece, which is a, a really tall order. Fast-tempoed verses that bleed into melodic choruses are really Metallica's claim to fame, and they bring it out for the very first time on their th third studio, uh, studio album here. What might be really most impressive are the time signatures of drummer Lars Ulrich on this album. Ulrich utilizes a, a double bass drum approach in what's called Latin breakbeats. I remember rarely being able to air drum to Lars's drum beats when I would listen to Metallica records as a kid. I consider myself lucky. I was born with, I think, a sort of a natural sense for a musical beat and musical rhythm. I, I can't explain it. I think some musicians just realize it as well. It, it just, it's just there. I didn't have to learn it or pick it up. Um, some have it and some just don't, and that's okay. I, I did a lot of drummer mimicking as a young musician. And uh, to me, Lars and Rush drummer Neil Peart, uh, who were two drummers I could really never figure out or even pretend to copy or air drum. The, um, the, the mixing of melody and thrash continue on tracks such as The Thing That Should Not Be, Welcome Home Sanitarium, Disposable Heroes, and Leper Messiah. Once again, breaking the tradition earlier metal bands had followed 
of similarly fast tempos where the intention was to take it to the fastest speed possible. But these tracks cover such topics as war and like I said, abuse of power, all tied into this galloping rhythm section that just totally gets your blood pumping, you guys. If you haven't heard this album, listen to it right after you hear this podcast. If you have heard it, go back because my guess is that it's probably been a while. Deep in the the back half of this album, bassist Cliff Burton writes and presents his instrumental monument, a song called Orion. And this song brings an orchestral classic note together with mid-tempo riffing by James Hetfield and lead guitarist Kirk Hammett. Cliff Burton's bass takes over four minutes into the song and brings it in a completely different direction, certainly making it a ballad in my opinion. Unfortunately, and I feel like this seems to be a common theme with amazing musicians, Burton was tragically killed in a bus accident while the band was on tour in Sweden in support of this album back in 1986. And even as I write this and, and, uh, and talk about it, It's clear in interviews, even today, that the band is not fully recovered emotionally from Cliff's death. But moving on, they had to. Metallica went on to hire new bass player Jason Newstead uh, to record their follow-up album, And Justice For All, uh, in 1988, and then several other uh, follow-up albums. And a third bassist would join the band in 2003, Rob Trujillo, After Newstead left to pursue outside musical ventures, Metallica auditioned several bass players, and when Trujillo finished his private audition with the band, lead guitar player Kirk Hammett was known for saying, guys, nobody has played those notes like that since Cliff. And I remember hearing this in an interview and actually hearing Kirk say that, and it gave me goosebumps. Um, as he was talking to his bandmates. I, I saw it in the, uh, the band's 2004 documentary, Some Kind of Monster, which if you haven't seen it, you have to check it out. It's amazing. And Master of Puppets rounds out with Damage Incorporated, which is another nod to rants about senseless violence. To the general listener, one may hear this album and think Metallica is really promoting violence. The lyrics on Master... I think really do quite the opposite. They, they force the listener to think. So growing up, many of my relatives spent time in the military. I grew up going to the Marine Corps Recruitment Depot, recruits training graduation almost every year in beautiful San Diego, California. I had the luxury of visiting there frequently. And I'm not sure if this was some form of recruiting into the military on behalf of my grandfather. I, I think it was just more of a way of showing me what the military was like, but I remember feeling back then that war was a necessity. I was proud when the US would flex their military muscle around the world and felt like we were always acting on behalf of world peace and harmony. But today, I had to, I had to say this in this podcast, I, I view war in a very different way today. And, and I think this record's message is just to think about it rather than to jump to conclusions and err, always kind of err on the side of war is just and war is necessary. Now, I get emotional when I think of the sacrifices our soldiers have made over the last several centuries to uphold the Constitution and our freedom. 
and I do believe that freedom is not free. I have a very, very, very dear friend who fought in the Iraq war and his sacrifices mean the absolute world to me. But today, I just wanted to be mindful of what war sometimes really brings. And rather than dictate how I think things should be, I'm just hoping, guys, that for 10 to 20 minutes after you hear this episode, that you're mindful of what war is as well. Okay, jumping back to this album. So, Hetfield and Ulrich's writing are really considered a masterpiece, not only in, but outside the metal community, pairing with a more intellectual style of writing than in albums past. And certified six times platinum, this album was also selected by the Library of Congress in 2015 for preservation in the National Recording Registry for being what they called culturally significant. So if you haven't picked up the message already, grab a copy of this album. You can certainly listen to it on your phone as well, but I think you benefit from owning a copy, opening up the sleeve, looking at the lyrics, and just reading what Hetfield and Ulrich wrote. And just think for yourself. Thank you guys again for listening to the albumreview.net podcast. I do want to say uh, I do have a new email address. You can now email me back your feedback, album review requests, and any questions that you have now to gpotters at albumreview.net. That's G-P-O-T-T-E-R-S at albumreview.net. You can also hear all of my podcast episodes at albumreview.net and anywhere podcasts are accessed. Thank you guys so much again for listening. Have a great day.